So if technology is working out, I'm hoping that Caitlin Rates is out there. Caitlin, you there? I'm here, Peter. Hi. Hey, thrilled to see you. Last time I actually saw you in person was actually at Folk Alliance a few years ago Whoa. when Oliver the Crow was playing. And that was yeah. my first real exposure to you and Ben Plotnick, of course. And then the two of you put out an album called Oliver the Crow. And I picked up one of those t-shirts, <laughs> Folkies Love Cello. And that's no surprise to my listeners as cello is a big part of what we do here on my programs and all over WTJU. So when I saw that you have a new album coming out, me, myself, myself, and I, I had to reach out. So before we go any further, let's talk about how you got into cello. Oh, sure. Um, I started playing the cello in at age 10 in fifth grade. Um, our public school district had a very awesome music department um, where we had orchestra and like weekly group lessons. And I had already played the violin and I was like sick of holding my arm up. I was like, I'm too lazy for this. And I played the trombone for a week and I was like, I definitely don't like what this does to my mouth. Um, so then some, like the teacher was like, what about cello? And I was like, I like how big that is. It's imposing. I want to play that one. Well, it's a good thing Duncan Wickle hadn't come up with his Wickle belt or whatever he calls it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was the instrument for you. And I'm curious, were there any professional cellists out there in different genres that first grabbed you as you started to learn yourself? Yeah, so I didn't really know that any of that world existed until, like, I vaguely understood that it might exist. But then once I got to college, um, I went to my first fiddle camp. Uh, it was the Margot Connor String Camp. And it was the, um, I went there basically because I couldn't afford any of the classical music festivals over the summer. And um, I had always been interested in, you know, doing other things on the cello, but I just didn't know it was out there. So I found this this camp that was cheaper than all the classical music camps. And I went to it and it changed my life. I met Mike Block there, um, who I would end up going to his camps uh, after Mark's camp. And um, I just, you know, was blown away by the community and all the things that the cello can do that I didn't really know existed before that. Well, we're going to be going through each of the tracks of this album, Me, Myself, Myself, and I. And I guess we should also start with how you came up with the title and how the whole concept of the album came to be. Sure. So I guess the, the album title actually came very easily. I was just like, this is what it's going to be because it's an entire album of cello quartets and quintets that are just me layered on top of each other. I wrote and recorded this album in my bedroom over the pandemic. Um, in our little makeshift studio that we have in our house. And um, yeah, and I thought like, what's more fitting than <laughs> just saying that it's me, 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 and me. <laughs> so that's <laughs> essentially what the where the album title came from. Well, I had Jacob Grootman in a couple months ago to do a track by track, and he essentially did the same thing. Yeah. Although someone you know, Ben Plotnick, of course, from <laughs> All Over the Crow, helped him with the string section on some of that as well. So. Yeah. I'm on there too. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's start with the first one, Halcyon Days. Let's start with the title on how you came up with that and then the tune itself. Sure. So Halcyon Days um, is based on a, I wrote it around um, 
winter solstice last year and i was just like reading a lot about winter solstice i don't know i got into like a lot of weird stuff over the pandemic and <laughs> um i i discovered this um you know kind of holiday like time called the halcyon days which in greek mythology was a time where the seas would be still um, and it's always during the time the kingfishers are nesting, which are also known as halcyons. So I just thought it was like a beautiful, like some beautiful imagery um, for like a very dark time, you know, like the winter solstice is the darkest time of the year. Um, and so I just wanted to write this tune that kind of represented uh, that and like just the, the beauty and the tranquility of maybe a dark time, but also like a tranquil time. And here I thought I had to do with the pharmaceutical halcyon. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lake just down the road, and my dogs and I go canoeing there all the time, and there are some kingfishers that are always out there. So talk right. about tranquil. Yeah. Well, how about we give a listen? Halcyon Days from Caitlin Rates' new album, Me, Myself, Myself, and I, featuring Caitlin Rates. Mm-hmm. Thank you. 
Halcyon Days there from Caitlin Rates' new album, Me, Myself, Myself, and I, coming out at the end of October. And Caitlin is going track by track through this album with us. And Caitlin, I'm curious, you said that you recorded this in your own bedroom, but when you recorded all these tracks, did you have them written or were you also writing those during the lockdown? So I actually, the way I write is by recording essentially. So um, I'm not a person, it's, it, well, it's not, I, I shouldn't say I'm not this person, but I would say 90% of the time, it's way easier for me to sit down with an instrument, play, you know, improvise stuff, play around, find something I like, record it. And especially if it's something that's gonna have more than one part, I need to hear how everything's interacting. I don't like hear music in my head the way like Beethoven did and how he just like heard it and wrote it down. I don't, it doesn't happen that way for me. I, I need to play it. So um, a lot of times I would like make like a rough draft with, you know, playing it and then I'd go back and just re-record it uh, without the air conditioning on and, you know, things like that. <laughs> so you said that you layered yourself over yourself. So would you lay down the first part and then try to figure out how the rest of it would sound or? I would say that it probably, I, I think I do more like section by section and build all the parts um, that I like to like, but sometimes probably I would do, no, I think I, I do section by section and just kind of see where things go organically. Um, that's, yeah, the way. Now, when you take this out on tour, are you going to be looping yourself or will you be joined by others? I actually, I, I definitely, so I didn't know how to do the show by myself. I was talking to Ben. Ben is my husband. We haven't said that yet. I'm married to him. Uh, I was like, man, the next album I do, I really want to like, you know, make some music that I can play on my, like play live. And Ben was like, why don't you just get four other cellists and do it? And I was like, it's a brilliant idea. So, so um, for the shows, I have um, the Nashville show coming up this week on the fifteenth. I know this is probably in in the past from when this is airing, but uh, I have four cellists. Three of them are from uh, from Nashville, and I flew in Zachary Brown from New York, who is a fabulous uh, multi style cellist as well. Um, and uh, I'm playing again in Louisville in December, and we'll have three Louisville cellists, and Zachary is, again will be flying in for that. So I'm excited um, to play them with other people because it's so much, it's so different than playing them, you know, just by myself because I can't play all the parts at the same time. And um, also, everyone, you know, everyone plays so differently for me. So it's so fun to hear the tunes kind of. Um, different than the way, like they're the same tunes, but they, they do sound different. And I like to hear how they change with other people playing them. Well, that's the beauty of cello is that, you know, so many just think of it as a classical instrument, but whether it's Rushad Eggleston doing the Rushad thing or Natalie Haas adding the Scottish with Alistair or Tristan Claridge doing what he does or you, there's just so many ways the cello can be presented other than just that that somber classical sound exactly yeah well we talked a little bit about your background of course how it was the mike block camp and mark o'connor who really opened your eyes and ears but 
you are classically trained originally with your undergrad before you went on to your master's? Yeah, I have a master's degree in classical music as well. So um, classical music, um, I love it. It's amazing. It's um, it's not the music I grew up listening to in my household. Like I feel like a lot of classical musicians, it's like kind of, you know, it gets passed down from their parents and like it's just something they grew up listening to. And for me, I grew up listening to country music because that's what my parents listened to and um, and like boy, you know, what was on the radio. I listened to a lot of boy bands and stuff. So um, that's the music I grew up loving. And so um, I'm really grateful for the classical training because I feel like it's given me chops and like, you know, I feel like the tone and the intonation and I can play the fast stuff, um, but uh, I can apply it to this other kind of music that I love now as well. And course you're in Nashville now but you said you grew up listening to country so <laughs> you're actually from the most country of all sections upstate New York is that right I'm from Long Island actually oh I'm Long a, Island yeah, okay. which is even more country than oh upstate absolutely <laughs> last time I was in Long Island it was for my youngest sister's wedding on a weekend and during the summer and oh man I have not been back because it took me <laughs> six hours to get off of Long Island oh uh, yeah that's a pretty classic experience i'm yeah. sorry <laughs> well we're not here to talk about my sister's wedding 17 years ago <laughs> let's get into our next track on your new album me myself myself and i in hindsight mm. how did this one come to be so this was i wrote this one in march of uh of this past year of 2011 no what a year are we in 2021 <laughs> um and it was kind of um i was just trying to reflect on you know we were kind of the vaccine was that you know in sight it was already you know out for a, a lot of people and for uh, me and ben it was like we were going to be able to get it the next month and so it felt like the light was at the end of the tunnel and we i was just reflecting on the last year at that point it was a like uh, the music industry and everything shut down in march of 2020 so it had been a year of no work um and i was kind of scrolling through my phone and my past Instagram stories and just looking at everything we had done that last year and realizing that um, not all of it was bad, right? Like there was a lot of growth in a lot of ways. When Ben learned to cook a lot, we ate a lot of great food. I learned how to garden. Like there was some really nice stuff that came out of it um, through, even though there was a lot of pain and anxiety and hardship for sure. Um, so this tune was just kind of me trying to encapsulate all of those emotions uh very complicated you know mixed emotions into one three and a half minute piece well let's give it a listen hindsight from caitlin rates's new album me myself myself and i Thank mm -hmm. you. 
his new album me myself myself and i that was hindsight and caitlin i have to ask you said you layered in all the parts but there's an awfully nice bird sound that i hear throughout <laughs> there did you happen yep. to record that in your backyard yeah exactly um i couldn't quite make that realistic of a bird sound on the cello and so i just kind of left the microphone by the back window left it open and went out for an hour and then I found the best parts. <laughs> now what bird was that that was the principal? Do you happen to know? You know, I should know because I'm an animal fanatic, but I am not like on the level of no knowing bird calls that well. So well, something that was passed along to me because all these migrating birds are coming through as I'm canoeing is the Cornell has put out this great ornithological app and so you can recognize any bird by just putting your phone up what 
Yep. It's amazing. So this morning I was out with the dogs and I heard the sound. I said, what is that? And it turned out there were 25 or 30 wood ducks in the back and wow. it recognized them right away. So I was able to canoe right up and get some great photos. I'm going to download that immediately. Well, please wait until we're done with this track by track. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's well, what I meant. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going track by track through this great new album. And Caitlin, I want to mention Oliver the Crow again, because of course this album's all instrumental, but you have another side of you that also writes songs. Yeah. And I'm wondering the two, are they very different writing a, an instrumental versus writing a song? Oh yes, this is what I have learned. Um, I have, I am like very much a perfectionist and I have been, you know, playing the cello much longer than I've been trying to write songs. Um, and words are much harder for me to write. So um, these instrumental tunes come much easier to me. I've never, you know, released anything like this before. And I was like pleasantly surprised by how enjoyable it was. Not to say that writing for Oliver the Crow or writing songs in general is not enjoyable. It's just longer and harder so um so yeah it's it's definitely different and uh but yeah it, they're both are rewarding in different ways well as someone who loves instrumentals because it really gives me a chance to hear the instrumentation besides the vocal i'm always thrilled when someone whose work i've enjoyed other ways gets to put the cello out front so thank you oh you're welcome <laughs> oh, we're going to go on to the third track here, Ifs, Ands, Buts. Tell us about <laughs> it. Yeah, so this is definitely the folkiest track on the album. Um, like, decidedly, yes. It's the, I was like, I was realizing I was writing a lot of mid-tempo, like, feel good, like, mm, like, you know, halftime to grooves. And I was like, no, I need, a, I need something fast. I need something to break this up. Um, and so actually over, you know, in earlier in the year, I kind of started doing some Twitch streams um, and I would write these. So like half of this album, more or less, was written on Twitch, like live. So um, and uh, this tune was one of the tunes that the Twitch people who are watching really enjoyed. Um, they just loved how raging it was. So um yeah and then i i named this one after i wrote it i didn't really know how to write it but i liked um i i feel like i am a person who it can overthink things pretty easily <laughs> and get uh very you know frantic with that so you know it, like how people say no ifs ands or buts and i was like yes to all three <laughs> um was the and i thought it kind of really fit the frantic nature of the, the tune Let's give a listen. F's ands, buts from Caitlin Rates' new album, Me, Myself, Myself and I. Thank you. 
Dan Butts from Caitlin Rich's new album, Me, Myself, Myself, and I, out at the end of October. And you can find that over on Bandcamp. In fact, I've already done my advance order for it. And you can do the same. Now, is this going to be available in a variety of formats, whether it's digital, CD, and maybe vinyl at some point? Or what? what's your plan what's for it? What's the plan? What's the plan? I... I'm not planning. I, so in my experience, the CDs and vinyl really sell well at a live show. And uh, I'm not doing very many of those just because it's such a um, it's it's a real journey to find five, four other cellists <laughs> in a particular city that are available on the same night. So uh, I think I'm keeping it to digital for now. We'll see if there seems to be a huge demand for it, then maybe I'll do a short run. But as of now, I'm planning for just digital. Um, yeah. And as I said, Bandcamp, and of course, I suspect if folks go to CaitlinRates.com, they'll be able to pick it up there as well, or at least yeah. send them over to Bandcamp. Mm -hmm. Now, Caitlin, I just mentioned CaitlinRates.com, of course, wonderful musician, but you have another side to you that people can discover if they go to CaitlinRates.com as well. Yes. It also advertises the other thing I do. 
which is photo video work. I, I'm a photographer and a videographer as well. Um, mostly uh, doing stuff for other musicians that are 90% of the time people I know and and love. So that's pretty cool. Well, I will say that many of the artists that get played on WTJU have your artwork, or if you go to watch a video, it says a videographer, <laughs> Caitlin Rates. And of course, I mentioned the video side, and you have at least one video up of you and some other cellists playing one of your selections, don't you? Uh, the pieces that are on the album? Yes. Yeah, I have two now that are up. Um, there's Nature, Nurture, and Spinning Wheel um, I made some videos of so you can check those out over at caitlinrates.com and i'm sure if you type those in at the usual suspects they'll come right up and of course you're also on twitter and instagram and facebook so what am i not yeah. on i don't know there's well, there might be something but myspace you know i think i might have deleted that but you know that was the best one i wish we would have just stuck with myspace I really like liked MySpace. Ah, it was a good one. Well, whatever his name was from NSYNC, Justin Timberlake made a couple of million dollars from MySpace for trying to help them rebrand it. And of course, Whoa. it went nowhere. So, bummer. Wise move on his part. Yeah. Why couldn't <laughs> sure it have been you? Fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going track by track through me, myself, myself, and I and i guess i do need to quickly ask have you seen that jim carrey movie me myself and i i think so okay i don't remember i have no like if you were like what's the plot i would not be able to tell you me either i just remember the title <laughs> That's okay <about> it. <laughs> well we're getting up to the fourth track madeline tell us yeah. about it so madeline is actually a commission um from a patreon supporter named ashley uh i have a a tier on patreon where if you subscribe to it for three months uh you can i will write a piece um dedicated or you know named after a loved one inspired by a loved one so this was um she asked me to write a piece about her grandmother who had passed um who and the i was told that this grandmother really loved the ocean like she has she owned this beautiful beach house right on the ocean and just loves like loved sitting out there watching the waves uh and spending time with her family so um and i actually got to go to that beach house which was really great for the writing process so um so yeah this is a this is called madeline and it's um i kind of tried to like make it sound as beachy as possible um yeah let's give it a listen
Madeline from Kaylin Rates' new album, Me, Myself, Myself, and I, which you can find out more about over at Caitlin Rates. That's K A I T L Y N R A I T Z dot com. All from memory. How about that? I'm impressed. <laughs> You know, it's not a great name for being an artist and like not being able to like it's a spell it out every time to make sure they find it. Well, we'll have a link, of course, up at WTJU.net so folks can can't even spell WTJU and I say it every <laughs> darn day, but I can spell your name. I'm impressed. Well, of course, a good thing about having a name like that is that you don't have to make it Caitlin Rates Music or Caitlin That's Rates true. Cello. And hey, speaking of websites, let's talk about Floor Fiddle for a minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I think like I heard at Mike Block Camp someone call the cello a floor fiddle. And I was like, that's the best thing I've ever heard. So um, I don't know, I've just been using it. Um, I, I tour with um, a country artist named Brandy Clark. Um, and I told her once that I call it a floor fiddle and she's taken to introducing me as her floor fiddler. So I just think it's great. It's just like a great thing. So um, uh, I decided, I also have Floor Fiddle, okay, rewind. Um, I do this live stream once a month called Floor Fiddle Fridays where I bring on some, a special guest to um, kind of do like a similar thing as to this. They play and we talk about how they came to the cello and how they came to non-classical cello and um, we just have a great conversation. So um so yeah, floor fiddles everywhere, and I recently released a little just merch line uh, that I'm excited about, and it's a little cello, and it says "Play more floor fiddle," and then underneath it says "Less Chopin, more Chopin." So <laughs> love a pun; it's hard to resist. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm excited about them. So um, people have been buying T-shirts and stickers, and um, my Patreon people are actually going to get a Patreon exclusive tote bag um with with the uh design as well and folks can go to floorfiddle.com to mm -hmm. see all that merch including the less chopin more chopin <laughs> and of course for those who love not the floor fiddle but the regular fiddle now chopin has been a, a great part of it since richard green and daryl and casey now of doing so much but it's great to see cellist doing all the chopping as well yeah more and more every day there there's an army out there <laughs> look out, look out. Well, you, you talked about your your friday event is that just for patreon or can folks find that outside of patreon it's uh for everyone it's just the last friday of every month it's on youtube but um all the past episodes are still there so you can go back and watch them. I really just wanted it to be, I wanted it to be like a fun show for everyone, but moreover, I wanted it to be a resource for people like like high school me who, uh, or like college, I should say college age me who just figure out this world even exists and who um, want to just learn how everyone, you know, learn how to do it themselves. Like, where did they start? I, I didn't really know where to start at all. So um, I would have loved a resource like this at the time so i hope it's helpful for other people so go to floorfiddle.com for the information go to youtube now is it what is the youtube channel they should go to is it caitlin rates yep it's my youtube 
um, just Caitlin Rates. You'll, if you type in floor fiddle, I'm pretty sure it's the only thing called floor fiddle on YouTube. I could be wrong, but it should come up real, real quick if you if you just search that. There you go. And Fridays at what time? Depends on uh, where the person is calling in from, but uh, generally it's around 7 p.m. Central, um, unless I get someone from the other side of the world, in which case it'll be in the afternoon. Um, I had I had Marta Roma from Barcelona last month, so mm -hmm. we had a nice noon, a noon live stream. But but they are are up there forever and ever after that. So you don't necessarily have to tune in live, although you get to ask questions if you tune in live. And if folks go to CaitlinRates.com, is that where they'd find out the time for that Friday or to FloorFiddle.com? Where does one find that? You know, it should be on CaitlinRates.com. I generally just keep it to social media, but I'm going to, now that you are telling everyone about my website, I'm going to do a better job keeping up with upkeep on it. <laughs> All right. Well, I've served my purpose. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. <laughs> well, let's continue our track by track. And we're getting to maybe, maybe not. Yeah. So this one, I, um, I, I, my only goal with this one was I just wanted to write something with like this really hip rhythm that I think exists right now in a lot of hip hop music, especially it's like this da 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 Duh. I just I hear it in a lot of hip hop music. I run to hip hop. That's how I. That's wow. <laughs> how I like. Don't stop, and it, it really pumps me up. So, um, so I heard that rhythm a lot, and I was like, "What a, can I put this into a tune somehow?" So, um, this tune is just purely um, from that goal. It came out of that goal. Have you tried running to maybe, maybe not? I haven't. I don't think I could run to my own music somehow. Okay. <laughs> Well, let's give it a listen right here on WTJU as we go track by track with Caitlin Rates and her great new album, Me, Myself, Myself and I.
not from Kalen Rates' new album, Me, Myself, Myself, and I, out over at Bandcamp. And you can find out more about that by going to Bandcamp or, of course, to KalenRates.com or our Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and everywhere else you can possibly find her. Just Google Kaitlyn Rates, and, of course, we've got a link up at WTJU.net. And we're going track by track through this new album. And Caitlin, of course, we've talked about All Over the Crow. But I want to mention you can also, or at least I picked up a copy of when you were getting ready to release that album, you had a T-shirt that said, Folkies Love Cello. <laughs> yes. So when All Over the Crow is ready to start touring again post-pandemic, are those still available or is that going to be a collector's item for me? I mean, I think you, I think it's a collector's item and now you can sell it on eBay for lots of money. I can retire. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's one of my favorites. When I bring it to music festivals, I wear that and a lot of folks say, hey, I like that. So that's cool. We can't take credit for the, that saying we heard, you know, do you know the brother brothers? I'm sure you know the brother brothers. Yes. So we heard them say that because they're just hilarious on stage. We heard they, them say that at Folk Alliance a couple years ago, and we were like, hey, do you mind if we put this on a shirt? Because we need to. And they were like, sure. So, yeah. Well, you talk about the Brother Brothers. Let's talk about when you're recording, do you find yourself trying to push out other cello so that you're not influenced? Or do you allow your ears to stay open? Interesting. Um, I don't, I I think that I don't actually end up listening to a lot of other cellists, like what, like during recording time. Um, This last year, especially like I've kind of gotten back into listening. Like I said, I I listen to like hip hop a lot. I I listen to like what's on the radio now. (laughs) I kind of like, I was like, no more what's on the radio for me in the twenties. Like I was like, only like the i'm only gonna listen to folk music now and like i still love folk music but like i also respect and admire a lot of the music that that, um pop artists are making now i think like some of it's better than others but i think there's people that are doing a lot of cool stuff so i think that i'm uh i have historically listened to a lot of multi-style cello i've listened to a lot of natalie haas and mike block and rashad and ben soli and and Eric Wright at the fretless, like what a god! Um, yeah. So, <laughs> what a god of chops! So I've listened to a lot of them, um, but uh, yeah, I would I wouldn't say I listen to a lot of it around writing and recording time. So, Caitlin, we were talking about recording, and I'm curious: when you went into your bedroom, did you ha- had you done a lot of multi-tracking before over yourself or with others? Yeah, so I do a lot of uh, recording for other artists, and sometimes that requires stacking parts. But um, this al- this album is actually, in terms of what it is, it's cello, quartets, and quintets, and they're all my own compositions. Um, I've never done that before. The, like the the way this album was made, actually, it was kind of made backwards. Like I I didn't know I was making an album when I was making it. I I went into you know a really like dark place last December. You know as you know, it was, we were ending 2020 and nothing had gotten better and 2021 didn't seem like it was going to get better like immediately for COVID and I just felt really uninspired. So I sat down to 
just write a minute of music and put it out on, so on Instagram. Like I just wanted like to put anything out into the world and have any reaction because turns out that like making music for me, like a big, like a big part of why I do it is to like get the response and feel and feel that my music has done something for someone else. Like that's a, an important part for me. So, um, so, you know, and like, I can play the cello and I can't really do a lot of other things. So that's why I ended up doing these stacked cello parts. Cause I can just do that. So this was a first for me, this whole album, um, in terms of like composition and recording. Um, and yeah, I really enjoy doing it. It turns out. Now, when you gathered your friends to prepare this tour, are you going to have a lot of chances to rehearse or is it going to be we're all going to get together and figure it out you know a couple hours like the the matt flinner trio style <laughs> where they come up with something new each night oh it definitely won't be something new there's all sheet music there uh which which i'm grateful for because that kind of makes it uh less time consuming for rehearsal and um and then i can also give the sheet music to other people so that they can like maybe play it some you know wherever they are so um these will be all different ensembles so the their nashville one is nashville people the louisville one will be louisville people and we will just be rehearsing either the day before or the day of but um, i'm hiring really pro people who are super great and they're all so excited to be playing cello on like cellists love cello ensemble music and we don't get to do it a lot um because it's you know how often can you get like five cellists in one city together it's you know we're really busy generally so um so it's a special thing i think that everyone's really excited about it and thank goodness they can all read sheet music yeah <laughs> well we're going track by track through caitlin's new album me myself myself and i and we're just coming up kind of the halfway point with nature nurture tell us about it so nature nurture was a tune i wrote in january um it, i wrote it kind of around the time of the insurrection so i was feeling a lot of feelings um and i feel like that's reflected in the kind of drum like it's i feel like it's a pretty dramatic tune um but it's one of my favorite tunes on the album and i i just I had such a fun time. I worked out the groove for this one first. So the groove came first on this one. And um, yeah, it's just really satisfying to play. Well, let's see if you can pick up the insurrection in Nature <laughs> Nurture on Caitlin's new album, Me, Myself, Myself, and I.
Nature Nurture from Caitlin Waits' new album, Me, Myself, Myself, and I. And Caitlin, of course, you wrote all of these, recorded these all yourself. What was the shortest amount of time it took to write one and versus the longest? Okay, yeah. So um, Spinning Wheel would have been the first tune I wrote. And that took like, and like I said, when I started writing this album, I didn't know I was writing an album. I sat down to write a minute of music and I got to a minute and I was having fun. So I made it a full length uh, track around three and a half minutes. Um, and that took four hours. I was like, I was like, boom, it's done. And I felt great. And then um, hindsight, actually, I was like having a really hard time, you know, it was the March 2021. I was a year after the pandemic or into the pandemic. And I was just feeling very like I had no more ideas and I was never going to write music again. And I had started a tune that month like four times and I hated everything I was doing. So hindsight was the most difficult one. Um, and then I just decided, hey, like, don't worry about make like changing the world. Just just make something it doesn't and it, and it turned out to be like a very simple tune that I thought really conveyed the, a lot of the emotions I was feeling regarding you know everything well that brings up something I've asked songwriters but I have never asked when it comes to writing an instrumental do you ever go back and look at an older piece that you wrote and so you know what, I can change this here and make it sound better in, in this day and age. Or is this kind of, this is what I've recorded? Of course, right now, with the new album and the, re, the touring you're going to be doing, you're going to be sticking to what's on the sheet music. But have you ever gone back to something you've written instrumentally and said, you know, I don't like the way I did that. Now I want to try it this way. I think that this album itself in like, is a little too new for that. Uh, but um, I did write a solo piece about five years ago that um, I recently went back into and made some changes so that I could put, uh, mostly just so I could like write it, get the sheet music out and release so that other people could play it. Um, I think for the most part, I like to like leave things as they are and um, say that this kind of represents that moment in time and I, I'm like such a perfectionist that I have to I have to let it go or I will never stop working on it. So um, I try to just remind myself that the thing I'm writing does not need to change the world. This doesn't need to be let it be like or my, like, you know, it doesn't have to be my Beatles like yesterday. <laughs> it doesn't have to. Um, and and that's fine. And uh, so I just kind of hold on to that. And, the, you know, if it doesn't mean that the music is bad, it actually ends up being pretty nice, I think. Uh, because I let it go. Well, that brings up, I was having a conversation with Daryl Anger and asked, do you ever go back and listen to any of the early David Grisman quintet? And he said, no, you know, once it's done, it's done. I don't really want to go back because then I start nitpicking mm. what I did there. And it was a great placeholder, but I can't allow myself to do that. Oh, yeah. I actually don't love listening to the things for the sometimes I don't know I don't like for the Oliver the Crow record that we put out in 2018 I think um, I don't know I haven't listened to that in years I just I yeah there's a lot of nitpicking that can happen uh, depending on your personality type and uh, 
musicians usually are pretty perfectionistic just you know that's how we got to be professional musicians is we we worked really hard <laughs> so um i think i like to let it lie and just uh, let everyone else listen to it and <laughs> move on to something else <laughs> note to self i'll remember that and huh. speaking of note to self <laughs> i think that's the next track on the album yeah it's pretty that's a good segue um so note to self was the last tune i wrote for this album and um yeah it's just I, I don't think there's anything like particularly life-changing I could say about it other than just it was the last tune and I knew it was going to be the last tune I was writing and I was just um, relieved that I had like finished you know the I set out to write at least 10 or 11 tracks and that was the 11th track and I was um, you know I, I feel excited to kind of move on to some other kinds of stuff I, like I, I've already kind of started working on some new music. And so I'm, I'm happy to uh, move on to that. And so note to self was just a kind of like, we are, you know, everything's okay. And it, you, you did it. And note to self, here you go. Well, that brings up another question, but let's give it a listen first. Note to self from Caitlin Rice's new album, Me, Myself, Myself and I, out at the end of October, and you can find it over at Bandcamp, and of course, on all the usual suspects with Caitlin's name. Thank you. 
Note to Self from Caitlin Rice's new album, Me, Myself, Myself and I, out at the end of October. And Caitlin, just before we heard that, I was reminded of a question I'm always interested in is how do you know what order the pieces should go? Do you have that in mind before you record everything or do they kind of come together as you put those pieces together? So this album definitely was a, um, like I was writing essentially one or two tunes a month. Um, and I didn't, I, I, you know, a lot of people, you know, they have, they'll go in and say, I have these 20 tunes and I'm going to use 12 of them and to make the most pristine, perfect piece of art. And I was like, I have 11, I have 11 tunes recorded and 11 tunes will go on the album. So I kind of just, um, I definitely built the order around the tunes I had um, after the fact, you know, once they were all finished. Um, I don't know, I love, you know, I love ending something, whether it be a concert or an album, I love ending on like, a sentimental note so um so i knew that you know that was like one end of it and i knew i wanted to start with nature nurture because i just love the way it starts so um so yeah and then the rest of it was just um kind of what what would go well into the next song um where where does that like faster song need to be to just kind of you know give us a more of an arc um yeah when I drag these in, are these not in the order? You said Nature Nurture is the first track. Yeah, this is not quite the order. Oh. Um, I think maybe uh, like the al the order that was in the Dropboxes, they're just not, they're in alphabetical order maybe. Oh yes, they are, okay. Well, let's talk about Oblivion. Um, Oblivion is a track that I wrote, is one of the tracks I, I wrote on Twitch. Um, and yeah, I just I don't know if there's much to say about this one. I wanted it to be kind of cinematic, um, and I think that the B section has kind of a James Bond feel. I'm just like, I know we just you know the last James Bond with this guy just came out. Like, whatever, whoever the next James Bond is, like maybe you want me to compose your score. I don't know. So um, it gives me James Bond vibes. This tune for sure. Well. Let's give a listen to the next soundtrack for <laughs> James Bond, Oblivion, from Caitlin Rice's new album, Me, Myself, Myself, and I. Thank you. 
Oblivion from Caitlin Rates' new album, Me, Myself, Myself, and I. Out over at Bandcamp and check out CaitlinRates.com. That's K A I T L Y N R A I T Z. And she's got a great YouTube channel where you can do the Floor Fiddle Live series, or she keeps those up with different cellists around the globe and so much more. So check out all those different places, including Twitch. Can you tell us about Twitch <laughs> for those of a certain age who may not know it? Yeah, Twitch is, I, you know, I'm still a baby and, you know, I didn't know, like, I didn't, I'm a Twitch baby is what I mean. I, and I didn't understand it, what it was really either, like, until January. So um, Twitch is a live streaming platform, like, um, where it's, was founded mostly for gamers. So this is not a culture I understand, but I guess people like watching other people play video games um, and you can chat with them and, um, you know, get rewards for being like a loyal follower and it's fun. So, but um, in the last, you know, couple of years, I guess music has been an increasingly bigger part of Twitch. A lot of people will play you know, essentially just do cover sets and people can request songs and you pay like through um, bits, which are like the Twitch version of money, or you can you know, tip directly through uh, PayPal or Venmo. Um, and it's, uh, you know, other musicians have found different ways to use it. Um, maybe some people play only original songs, um, but I was using it as a way, I, I just figured like, I thought that the way I wrote music was a you know, mostly computer based and a thing that was very, you know, you listened to it like it was like a, it was a building process. It started with nothing and then it became something. So I thought that might be an interesting thing for people to watch. Um, it was a real journey learning like the technical side of it and how to like get what was going on my computer onto the Internet. But um, I figured it out eventually, more or less. And um, I haven't gone on Twitch in a couple months, mostly because like I just haven't been writing these tunes the way I was. Um, so I, and I wanted a bit of a break, but I need to like, I, I'm gonna like, after this tour I'm about to go on, I'm gonna maybe reevaluate and do it again in the winter. So keep checking out CaitlinRates.com. And now is there a Caitlin Rates Twitch <laughs> site? Or just, how does that work? Yeah, so it's like twitch.com slash, if you just search Caitlin Rates on Twitch, it'll come up. All right. Yeah. Well, we are coming to, for those who haven't guessed, we're going alphabetically here, and we're coming <laughs> to Spinning Wheel. Tell us about it. Yeah, so, so Spinning Wheel is the first tune I wrote um, back in December of last year when I was just really needing some sort of inspiration, needing to, like, put something into the world to have, any, like, I, I feel like I'm a tree it's like the tree in the woods. Like if it falls and no one's there, does it like, does anyone hear it? If I put music, if I make music in my room and no one's there to hear it, is it even music? <laughs> so, um, so it really, um, spinning wheel really like took me out of a funk when I really needed it. And I, I appreciate it for that. And, um, yeah, it was just, you know, reflecting on, you know, a weird passage of time during the pandemic, like every day felt so long. And I was like, how are we already in December? Like we're already at the end of 2020, but like also this year has felt like it has dragged on 
more than any year I've ever had. So, yeah. Well, before we listen to it, you brought up a question that I have. And of course, you say you're married to Ben Plotnick, known for his work with the fretless and well, Andrew Collins calls him probably the greatest studio musician. He can walk in and re lay down the track in one take, but he's got a great album out of himself or an EP with Frank Evans. And so I'm curious when you're married to someone and you're locked in a home, <laughs> how is it sharing your music with that person? It's hard, especially because we have, we live in a house, um, we live in one bedroom of a house where we, we have a roommate. So uh, we, we don't have our individual workspaces. So it's like over the pandemic, it did become very, we actually like had a schedule. We, I put a little calendar on the wall and we like signed out the room. Like it was a, like, you know, we were signing out like, like a rehearsal space um, so that we could, you know, each, you know, get privacy and, you know, get some practice time in. Um, so yeah, it, it was a real journey. It, it was our, you know, it was our first, like, we got married in November of 2019. And, um, and then the pandemic hit in March. <laughs> and so like, that was like our first fear of marriage was like, like, we had never seen each other for that long. Because wow. <laughs> uh, we, you know, he was touring so much with the fretless, and I was touring with various things and traveling all over. So um, yeah, I mean, we, we, I feel like, you know, a year in a pandemic, like we'll teach you it's like worth five years of a marriage like i feel like we, we we should be on year seven or something well now we know the rest of the story as to what it was like for a year with ben plotnik in the house oh i mean he's a wonderful husband <laughs> no i know i know <laughs> <laughs> just just generally two musicians with one room and yeah. like nowhere else to go is is tough Let's give a listen. Spinning Wheel from Caitlin's new album, Me, Myself, Myself, and I.
spinning wheel from Caitlin Rates' new album, Me, Myself, Myself, and I. And for those just tuning in, Caitlin recorded all of this herself in her bedroom. And Caitlin, I'm curious, did, did you do all the mastering as well? Or did, did, did you allow someone else to have a hand in it after you were done recording? Oh, yes. I definitely handed off the mixing and mastering. Uh, my friend Jordan Lenning, who is a great um, producer, musician, string arranger, all of the above, uh, did the mixing. And another buddy, Casey Wood, did the mastering in Nashville. And you can find this new album out over at Bandcamp. And you can also head over to CaitlinRates.com and anything with Caitlin Rates. Just Google her name and whatever it is, pick it up, no matter what it is including floor fiddle so head over to floorfiddle.com yeah. fawn hum what's yeah. that one about uh so thon hum was written right like early spring when i was just ready for it to not be cold anymore i was ready to like you know shake off the frost and like i was ready to sit in the sun so thon hum was kind of about that like special time of year where um you know with, like those little those little new little things are growing like the green is coming out of the ground again and um it's still you know it's still pretty cold but like things are starting to hum again like the life is coming back to the earth so um yeah that's what this one is about well you talked earlier about how you got into gardening so mm -hmm. Would you take your cello out into the backyard or front yard, wherever your garden is, and rehearse? No, not so much. I'm, I don't know. It's like a lot of work to bring a cello somewhere, it seems like. So, so I'm pretty lazy about that. But I, I do enjoy that um, our, the windows where we play um, kind of look out into the backyard, our very green, lush backyard. So I do enjoy the view. I just don't like bringing instruments outside when, when I don't have to. <laughs> so you don't have an outdoor cello, an indoor cello, a touring cello? I mean, I wish if anyone listening has one that I can, an extra one I can have, I would love it. <laughs> well, when we come back, I want to hear about the cello you do have. Sure. But first, let's listen to Thawne Hum.
Vaughn Hum from Caitlin Rates' new album, Me, Myself, Myself, and I. And before we listen to that, Caitlin, we were chatting about how many cellos one has, and you have the one? I have the one, yeah. I feel like cello is different. Like, string instruments, like, in that family are different maybe than guitars and stuff. I know guitars can get expensive, but, but you know... Cellos are pricey instruments, and so, yeah, I wish I had multiple. That would make things less nerve-wracking when I travel, and, um, you know, maybe I would have a cello that, you know, sounds better on a certain kind of music than another cello, but no, I just have the one, and, um, you know, it got me through a master's degree in classical music, and it sounds great playing uh, folk music, too, so I, I feel pretty grateful that I have the instrument that I have. Well, tell us about that instrument. <laughs> uh, it's a. It's called J, uh, the maker is Jay Hyde. It's a actually like a Chinese made cello that's put together in California, um, and they are they are on the cheaper side. Um, if anyone out there is, you know, doesn't want to spend over ten thousand dollars on a cello, <laughs> like this one is um, kind of uh, you know on the lower end of price, but I think that the quality on those instruments is really great. So um, highly recommend a Jay Hyde. And we've been talking about the recording process. Any particular mics that you used for the process? Yeah, um, I love Paluso microphones. They um, they actually sponsor me. They get they, you know, take good care of me. And um, I'm happy to tell everyone about them because I just think they make the coolest mics. They make these um, reproductions of old vintage mics that just sound so great. So um, highly recommend Palooza Microphone Lab to anyone out there looking for a new microphone. And if memory serves, they're actually here in Virginia. They are, yeah. Yeah, my, my friends Tarka have been long time fans of theirs. So they always bring theirs when they come through town. So that's great. Well, we're coming to the final track, at least for our track by track, no matter what order it might be on the actual album, which you can find over at Bandcamp. And it's the listener. Tell us about this one. Yeah, this is the uh, the other commission that was on the album was um, this track. Uh, I, was, I was asked to write a piece to commemorate the memory of a loved one who and was a... Um, psychologist i believe a psych he was either a psychiatrist or a psychologist but in either way he was someone who did a lot of listening in his life um but also listening in the way that he just loved music he loved abba particularly which doesn't really factor into this tune much because i just abba is we're right at the end puppers yeah, so we're close. almost done so you were Telling us about ABBA before my dogs, Traveler and Rambler, decided they wanted to listen in and uh, share some comments. You know, those are really cute names. I can't really fault them for for wanting to say hi. So, yeah, the, um, the gentleman that I was commissioned to write this tune about um, was a mental health professional, but he also loved music. He loved ABBA, Brandy Carlisle, the Waylon Jennings. So I kind of took, you know, the folkier inspirate like the things he loved you know the whale and jenny's are pretty folky so um and i just wanted to make a like um just a very stately kind of solemn piece um that had those you know 
all of those things in mind. Well, let's give it a listen. The listener from Caitlin Rachel's new album, Me, Myself, Myself, and I.
from Caitlin Rach's new album, Me, Myself, Myself and I, that was the listener. One of the two selections that she wrote for her Patreons. Now let's talk about Patreon just for a second and how yeah. folks can get involved as a Patreon. Totally. So, yeah, I started Patreon in January um, and I've really been loving it and uh, been enjoying interacting with the patrons I have on there. Um at the various tiers I offer, you know, I have um, a lot of, I do lesson videos. I give sheet music to almost every tier, um, you know, at varying levels. Um, I just actually released, um, there's a merch item that you can get if you subscribe to a certain tier, like a, a fun floor fiddle bag. Um, you can get tracks earlier than everyone else. And just, you know, you, you get to early releases. Um, there's also at the $25 tier, I do these personalized lesson videos. So you can like send me a question about something you're working on, or you could just say, Hey, I'm going to play you this tune. And if you have any suggestions for me, let me know. So I, I will send you a video back, um, kind of like a mini lesson. So there's a lot of stuff on there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I have a lot of fun with it. And to find out more about that, you can go to CaitlinRates.com or do you know to go to Patreon to find out? Yeah, either patreon.com slash krates, K-R-A-I-T-Z, um, or my website, whichever. And of course, the album, Me, Myself, Myself, and I, comes out at the end of October. And if you happen to be lucky enough to be in the Nashville or Louisville area, you'll be able to see Caitlin in person. And who knows, when the world opens back up and all the great cellists step out, maybe she'll be able to tour your town as well. And hopefully that includes Charlottesville so we can get you actually at the stage at WTJU in the not too distant future. That would be really great. Caitlin, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on WTJU. Thanks, Peter.